This is Channel 253 Sports. Hey, this is Tim Hamilton, and you were listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders BT. On your phone right now. Okay, right on. Bob Barker suit game with that Plinko style. Yeah. Uh. What? Yeah. Turn it up. I can't hear you because you're not speaking to the microphone. Cast Music app does not have speaker uh, commercials, so you can. Put oh, that's great! Yeah, if you ever want to work out, and music not. choice, baby. Yeah. All right, great. So let's kill. Uh, let's kill. Let's kill Macklemore. He should mackle less. So stop it. No, I got it. Hey everybody! Hold on, I got to turn that off. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do it in front of that thing. Hey! All right, I need five seconds of silence. Hey everybody! This is Steve Kettleson, and you are listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast. How's everybody doing today? Who do we got in studio? Hey, Kevin Zmeyer here. Hey, Kevin Zmeyer here. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. Right on. How yeah. was your week? Great. Right on. It's a good week, man. I'm facing a two-day work week. Oh, we had... So, yeah. just anticipation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we had dinner at your place the other uh, the other night. That was very lovely. It was Last lovely. weekend. That was nice. <laughs> it was good to see you. It's special. Tim Hamilton. I Here. Did, I did not have dinner at your place, but we should do that sometime. Mm, you haven't seen my place. You may change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, on. Okay. Hey, no problem. Right on. And of course, I'm Steve, and uh, we are here. I think we got a. Uh, we don't have a whole lot on the docket today, but we want to get something out for you guys. We we all have sexy voices this week. I think we all have colds, so uh, bear with us. But we got a lot going on this week. We didn't have anything in the way of Sounders results to report to you today. Obviously, uh, we're on a little bit of a break until Tuesday the 21st. We're recording on Sunday the 19th. But we're looking at a game against Houston for the first leg of the Western Conference Championship. And uh, that's going to be played in Houston. Um, week of Thanksgiving, I don't know if anybody in the room is going to be able to fly down there and fly back. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a that's a that's tough road to hoe. And then when do we play at home? The 30th? Yep. The week from nope, Thursday? that's right. Secret. Okay. So we got a little bit of a break, nine days in between the games. We also showed up at a, a Tacoma Stars match uh, just last night, or just uh, night before last, Friday night. Correct. Against the Sherlock Express. And then Kevin uh, has some thoughts about Bundesliga. Yeah. And a uh, and a, a game coming up, a derby. That's right. Or a derby. Yeah. I, d- what do you guys say, derby or derby? I say derby. Do you? Yeah. Tim, what is it, Darby or Derby? Whatever the majority of people say, I go the other way. <laughs> if they say Darby, I say Derby. If they say tomato, I say tomato. If they say potato, I say I like spud. That. So you're consistent in your inconsistencies. That is true. I like that. I love it. 
Okay. Got to like your principles. You should the principles Spanish. <laughs> Do we want to go over the docket one more time for clarity? Oh, uh, beforehand, we were talking about Caleb Porter. Yep. Stars, oh, yeah. Forgot about Caleb. Sounders, Houston. And so and did Portland. Bundesliga. Right on. Okay. That sounds great. That's a good little docket to go through. So um, this week we had uh, 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 an interesting turn of events. Uh, Caleb Porter left the Portland Timbers. Do we know anything about the circumstances of that uh, loss? Is this a is that a mutual kind of deal or was it one the, of those? The term I kept hearing was power struggle. <laughs> yeah. How that, does that work? Run on three cylinders. <laughs> yeah. No power. Can't go up the hill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this will be a shock to everybody, but it sounded like uh, Caleb Porter just wanted to be in charge of everything. Uh-huh. And they weren't necessarily necessarily willing to let him do that. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Especially so, given, you know, results in playoff matches. Out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right on. I didn't know if it was one of those deals where he just quit after he got fired. Like, you can't fire me, I quit. I think it probably ended up that way. Yeah. Like, obviously, with a power struggle, somebody's <laughs> feelings are getting hurt somewhere. We know Caleb's an emotional guy. Yeah, so. we do know that. We mm-hmm. do know that. So, is this move a good thing for Portland? Um, yes. I think they just ran out of plaid. In Portland, so he decided uh, it's my time to time to hit the road. Um, no, a good thing for Portland. It's unfortunate, you know. They 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 love him to death, but wouldn't you rather him leave now than to be that lame duck like Ziggy? Those oh yeah, f- yeah, yeah, three, four, five years that he had where he probably should have gone every single yeah. year. And then, God, the year they did cut him, uh, things things worked out. Well, I mean, does anyone else have a take? I I think well, it's it was a perfect time for him to go because. Uh, for him and his career, he didn't want to stick around too long. My opinion, my opinion is also that uh, summertime comes around. There's yep. going to be some vacancies on these international jobs, and yep. maybe they don't post the, they don't have the U.S. job signed yet. Maybe he wants to go into that, but it's a hard thing for him to do in the middle of the season. So he's just going to take a couple months off. Yeah. What, what do we think about uh, Caleb Porter uh, in men's national team? I know we've talked about it a couple of times, but uh, do you think he's a quality, quality international level coach? Oh, I don't know about that, but he, he does have some. I think he's got an interesting background um, that might actually be able to to benefit the system. Scouting I don't system, think he's. Right? I, I don't think he's got the chops necessarily on his resume to suggest he could be a great international coach i don't see anything there but his experience in um you know at the collegiate level Uh i think actually um could be beneficial in a u.s men's national team type setting where you've got to get groups together and build a team as quickly as possible short notice yeah yeah i mean that's not all that dissimilar from tim what you were talking about earlier off the air when you we're discussing the U.S. men's uh, basketball team, how teams were catching up. Um, we threw our pros in there. They started winning, but then we couldn't just throw our pros in there anymore and just win. Um, it took, you know, a guy like Mike Shishesky to come in, collegiate level guy, mm-hmm. and different sports. Obviously, it's not apples to apples here. Um, different schedules, different calendars, different things going on here, but. Um, you know, I think that type of experience, I'm not suggesting Caleb Porter's the guy, but that type of experience I think could be beneficial at a top-level U.S. Uh, national team post, whether it's men or women. I think 
you know, that sort of collegiate build a team experience helps. So for men's national team, a posting, not necessarily the head coach role, but uh, a scouting position, uh, yeah. like what do you, what would you actually see Caleb doing in that instance? Well, Caleb's a good recruiter. Yeah. He, he brought lots of really good players in um, from Akron. all over the world. Is, yeah, to Akron. Speaking of, <laughs> so. as of recording this, uh, Akron has advanced beyond <laughs> Seattle University. Mm. So, Seattle U and UW are both out as of now. Oh, no. sad popsicle. That's too bad. How are the ladies doing? Uh, that I don't know. Wazoo women play Florida today, today. and I, I haven't okay. checked the score of that one. Um, but that would be my wife's alma mater, where she played. Go Cougs. Right yeah. on. She, Florida. she played. Oh, no, Wazoo. Okay. Yeah, she played at Wazoo. <laughs> so, we, we are rooting for them. I, I believe this is the farthest they've ever gone in the NCAA women's tournament. Right so, on. awesome for them. How, cool how much farther do we have to go? How uh, how much time is left I want to say tournament? this is the round of 16. Okay, cool. I, I think... I'd have to double check. I'm not. I'm not following it with two eyes. Right on. Kind of keeping one eye on it. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, Supporters so an ass. Yeah, uh, he is. So he, he should is. be the well, ass. But yeah, that, so that's the thing. Coach. Would he take a lower level position, or is his head so big that he wouldn't accept anything other than a head coach job? I, I mean, I think Caleb will go back to college. Okay, um, that well, could be what he does. I don't think that'd be terrible. Or I don't think. MLS is you know another MLS team. Are there right now? Yeah, yeah. there's uh, he could coach down in Austin. Uh, in Austin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> LA, LA's already got jumpsuit Jerry. Um, yep. Yeah, Bradley, Bradley's dad. Yeah, yep. is uh, Adidas Beastie Boy outfit, <clears throat> named C style. Okay, right on. Yeah. Okay. He'll land on his feet. Oh, He'll of be course fine. he will. Yeah. He's a good recruiter. He's a good <laughs> he's salesman. He's a tough kid. Like, he, he's going to be okay. Who are we? Oh, God. You were, you were trolling. Steve, I'm pointing at Steve. Steve was trolling uh, uh, somebody. <laughs> Everyone was crying that Porter was leaving. Porter was leaving. And then when you just said, I uh, – I said he'll be fine. He, yeah. He'll land on his hooves. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else saw that, but I was so happy. I was just waiting, waiting, waiting. I don't know how many times I refreshed, hoping that someone would see that. It's like how many likes do I have? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't see that. Like a fart in church. That yeah. one died. <laughs> so uh, I, who knows? I, I could see just like you said. I he, he could be taking yeah. waiting for another uh, waiting for another MLS job, but. I'm guessing he's just waiting for maybe he wants that. Uh, you know, if, if Tata is the next U.S. coach, that's going to create a vacancy. Sure. And maybe that's his his in. Yeah. To go to a team that has a lot of fans, has a lot of money, and he doesn't have to worry about chainsaws. Yeah. And I mean, as for as I think you also asked, you know, is it good for us? I I didn't want Caleb to Porter to leave. He's a crap coach. Yep. <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, like he's good at some other things. Yeah. We talked about um, this a few weeks ago. If, yeah. If, if Caleb Porter were to take the men's national team job, they'd, they'd have yeah. to, they, it would make room for a quality coach, and yeah. that's yeah. not something that's good for us. Yeah, and, and let me very much <laughs> clarify. Like, I'm not saying Caleb Porter <laughs> should be the U.S. men's national no, team no. coach. I'm saying somebody with some of his qualities Could, would be beneficial yeah. in that role. I don't think Caleb Porter is a very good soccer coach when it comes to actually yeah. like managing no. the game. I don't think he's that good at it. So I wanted him to stay in Portland. He's I mean, good at Portland's putting... a hotbed, man, for – MLS yeah. soccer like that. I don't want a really good coach going in there. That's an attractive position. Mm-hmm. Well, Somebody's going to really want to yep. coach there. Like, oh yeah. Would you see him as a technical director? Because he didn't yeah. really bring yeah. too many players through the system in Portland. He, I, I don't see him in the U.S. national team pool as far as a, a technical director. Um, I don't know what he could do. So, yep. yeah. 
He'll land on his hooves. <laughs> Makes me happy just hearing it. Um, so as far as I, I, I appreciate that they did do it at the end of the season. They didn't try to bring him, uh, try to, they've got all summer, uh, I'm sorry, all winter to do a, a job search and find somebody uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be quality. And quality coaching is good for the league. It's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, is Vermees looking? Oh, Vermees Who knows? Is is <clears throat> they've mentioned him his name in the U.S. for the U.S. Yeah, job, but that would we'll be see. awesome. It's it's one of those things where this is going to remain empty until they have yep. a chance to, you know, to fully vet it out. Yeah, and, yep. and see see where things are. Most of these uh, international jobs uh, end at the end of the World Cup anyway. So right on. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see Gavin back office Gavin as the uh, Portland head coach, the interim. Or maybe Jewsbury or somebody comes there. Will Will Johnson? What's he, you know, what's he up to? What kind of interim? I mean, there's no there's no period in which they need an interim coach, is there? Well, the beginning of the season till summer. Well, March, but don't you think they can get somebody before then? Maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe they want one of these guys. Yeah. Who Who's the Enchilati? Who Who mentioned oh. that? Oh, I don't know. I think somebody brought that up jokingly, but <laughs> but it, it's. I mean. You look at um, Atlanta. I mean, they brought in a top-name coach. Um, I mean, the MLS mm-hmm. is drawing more and more. Yep. I mean, that, like I said, that's an attractive position for somebody to come in and take the number one team in the Western Conference, you know, regular season. Tied. Right? right? But they, they have the number one seed. Like, you're always going to get support. You're always going to get a ton of fans. It's a fun I would think that would be a fun place to live and play as a professional. Like, that's a good place to recruit players oh, to. Yeah. You know, they don't, it's not like they have to um, play deep through the winter in Portland where it's so dreary like it is here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, that's a good time of the year to be living and playing in Portland. Like, oh, yeah. You can attract some really good, that's yep. why I wanted Caleb Porter to stay. Like, yep. that, if they get in, if they bring in the right guy, that's, that's, that's frightening. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Right? So what else happened this week? We went to the Stars Stars match on uh, Friday. Yeah, Stars versus yeah. Turlock Express. Choo choo. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so Friday, uh, we all kind of rallied. We we bought tickets. Uh, we being you. Yep. Bought uh, <laughs> group tickets, and so we we're gonna try to head at least maybe four or five games. And we, we gathered. We gathered around the old jukebox at uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, it was called um, Blinker Tavern. Uh, Blinker in, Tavern on Washington Ave, uh, across the street from Jimmy John's and Rite Aid, on Washington and Meeker in Kent, in, in the city of Kent, in the city of Kent, the glorious city, the jewel of Pacific Northwest, Kent, Washington. So there's parking at the Park and Ride, uh-huh. uh, just what west of the showware. So that is away from Kent Station. And then yep. just on the other side of the freeway, uh, by the Rite Aid and by the Jimmy John's, there mm-hmm. is Blinker Tavern. Nice little place. I don't remember the name of the gentleman that was serving us. I don't either. But um, he, they were open to having that as a venue for a future, you know, podcast or live show or something that we do. So totally, totally that might be easier friendly. for folks to come out. He was wearing a Sounders hoodie. Uh, yep. He had Sounders swag on the walls. Uh, yep. El Himidor. The Himidor. Uh, yep. I had a sweet jukebox and and drink specials with uh, yeah Ranier and what was T- it uh, the touch tunes were yeah old Forrester <laughs> the touch tunes were uh, popping off yeah. in that place oh yeah uh, somebody played a little bit of what um, uh, Lincoln Park yeah that was yeah a tribute to yeah. Lincoln Park it was definitely yeah somebody was in there uh, <laughs> who definitely. the hell is playing Lincoln <laughs> probably the guy right over the shoulder there. <laughs> 
miserable. <laughs> the one that keeps going to the jukebox and sitting down. That's him. That was a good time, though. Yeah, uh, it's a great place to pre-funk. It's uh, real close to the match. And uh, how was it getting into the match? How uh, for you was P- that pretty piece cool? Piece of cake. Yeah. I, well, I don't think they have a clear bag policy, so there's <laughs> nope. nothing we need to worry about there. But yep. they do want you to, uh, you know, pack light if you can. Um, so went in. The venue was great. Uh, they have all the merch on one side, yep. and then shout out to Asia. Asia. AJA with the J. like the Steely Dan song, and and the venue was fine. It was a uh, s- s- Tacoma Tacoma uh, Kids Night, Tacoma School Kids, Tacoma Public Schools Night. You said it, not me. Yep. And uh, it we had a we had a groovy time. Um, so we had the the Tacoma Lincoln High School. Yep. Drumline. Drumline. Lincoln High Drumline was there. Out there. And shout uh, out to them. Shout out to Peter Briggs directing yeah. that that rowdy bunch. And the game itself was fun. Indoor <coughs> soccer. If you if you've never been, just go. It's it's a it's a modest, you know, ten to twenty bucks a ticket, and it is nonstop. These mm-hmm. guys are just the the, the turf the is super pace. super short. Oh the technical ability yep. on these kids, just moving the ball really really fast. It barely gets up off the ground. Yep. And their set pieces are awesome. Uh, I love I love it when people just like pass to themselves off the back wall. Like oh. they make a. They they make a hard kick into the wall uh, in order right. to get it into the box so they can run on it themselves and make their own run and tap it in. Yeah, yeah. And I, I it, love like that I said, kind it moves of stuff. so fast. It's, it's, it's so quick. It's like going to the casino and playing blackjack where the dealer can count way faster than you. <laughs> and you're like sixteen, <laughs> wait, seventeen. Wait, 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 my cards, wait, what? <laughs> wait, that's twenty. Oh no, I lost. <laughs> I already got your cards and, and your cash. <laughs> I wasn't done. I just took my shoes off. <laughs> So, so yeah, we played uh, the Turlock Express Turlock out Express. of uh, out of Southern California. True. Yep. Uh, I think it's close to what Napa Valley Wine Country. I think so. Yeah. I, I'd have to look it up on Google heavy metal Wars. wine country. Yeah. But they 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 play indoor soccer in mm-hmm. the hockey rink, and I believe that turnaround is twenty four hours. They they just strip the turf off, and boom! Now you got ice yeah. down. there. I mean, it looks like uh, it looks like they just threw out a bunch of blankets. <laughs> but then the turf take a lot of the, the <laughs> glass kind of lumpy away, <laughs> and. Uh, it's a good time. So if you can, uh, go down and see the folks at uh, Come Stars, and mm-hmm. or just keep uh, follow us on Twitter because we're always talking about them. I'm always tweeting about our next yep. match. All right. And one of these times we're going to have uh, Justin Gimsey from Tacoma Weekly on uh, to talk about uh, just Pacific Northwest uh, local soccer in general. He loves talking about UPS and PLU um, and those local games. Uh, he always does really good write-ups in Tacoma Weekly. So uh, hopefully we'll have him on pretty soon. They did win eight to five, by the way. Eight to five was the scoreline. And the big fella Campos got the majority of their goals. Yep, number twenty-four. The least. Uh, he he's deceivingly uh, athletic. <laughs> the, I, I heard <laughs> him described fella. as the <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow. Looked like he would be awesome in your local pub softball league. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Just yeah. just just yeah. hitting dingers yeah. all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I said he was a server at Applebee's. If this doesn't work out, but. Anyway, so that, that was a eight to five. And Excuse me. I think Ooh, he had four high energy five goals. But go see the Tacoma Stars. Yep. Times. Right on. Right on. Uh, we have another game coming up. Of course, uh, we are going to talk a little bit after the break about the upcoming match against Houston in Houston, um, and then the the next leg as well. So you are listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. And we'll be right back. 
right, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. You've heard from Andre the Giant and Bobby the Brain Heenan. They, they believe, they believe, Warrior, that they have the advantage in this Intercontinental title bout. They believe that you fear the Giant. everybody welcome back to the flounders b team podcast uh, a couple things left on the docket we're going to talk about the houston match what our game plan is what houston's game plan is probably going to be uh, a couple questions off of facebook uh, kind of pointing towards that and um then we're gonna do a little sweet treat with uh, kevin zamira talking about some bundesliga derby action heck yeah all right so that's the rest of the show all uh, right tuesday what's your plan for watching the game kevin um, I am going to be sitting at home with my children. Mm. Um, it'll be just Mr. Mr. Mom with the kids. That's excellent. Big old pizza, watching the <laughs> soccer game, rooting for the Sounders. Where are you getting that your sounds pizza? perfect. Round table pizza. Round Why table is that? pizza. A L- little school takeover action. Yeah. A little Sherman Elementary school like takeover it. of round table pizza. Which round table pizza? It's on, I uh, believe, tw- 26th-ish and Pearl in Tacoma. Sherman Elementary. I think so. Westgate. Yeah, I don't know if it's called Westgate anymore. They're doing such a big old renovation of it. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm like 75% sure that's the round table that the takeover's at. But it might might be a different one. Uh, If you're in Hosmer, 72nd Hosmer, you went too far. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll figure it out about Tuesday at Four-ish. Yeah, that's right. All I'm right, gonna cool. figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in the area, get your pizza at round tables. Support kids. Kind of how I do my fathering. Sherman. Like I just figured out about you know half hour ahead of time. Well, that's what kids do is like kind of tell you the day before, right? Oh no, my wife puts it in the calendar. Oh, that's I just awesome. Check. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Is it too exactly? Is there, is there too much uh, legality and liability to have? You know, um, I mean, the kids aren't going to be driving, but I mean delivering. You know, have moms and dads drive the, you know, that every all the proceeds go to Sherman Elementary. Oh, I ain't doing that. I no, driving I'm not driving, driving pizza. <laughs> I drove pizza when I was young. Nope. Wonder why I get nope. nope. Worst. That was an idea. The all worst. Right. I mean, you know, it'd be cool, but then you got moms and dads going to random people's houses. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my head around what that hook is. I, I'm just trying to figure out if, if that's an option or if there's too much liability. I don't know. Who would be liable? Well, Pizza Hut or Roundtable or whomever. This is quality soccer content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve hey come on now. <laughs> to the main stage. Whoa. Steve, to the main stage. Steve, Moving on to the main so, stage. So we have, okay, uh, you're going to be, uh, you're going to get some pizza. That's what happened. I yep. Shoot you. I How are off. you watching? Uh, <laughs> I will be having pizza as well. You will? Uh, Gordon and Purdy's. Uh, okay. On 410 and Sumner on the way up the hill towards Bonnie Lake. Uh, Brian Purdy, yeah. friend of the show, definitely, uh, and uh, he's gonna have he's gonna have uh, mm. some of us post up there and and just watch some TV out loud, have some some beverages and some pizzas. Right on. It was nice talking with him the other night. Yeah, we oh. uh, visited down with him and uh, just kind of talked about what uh, what his establishment does and likes to do for soccer and what they can do for us and what we can do for him and. 
that's interesting because we've been talking with uh, uh, Scuttlebutt actually um, about uh, not Scuttlebutt Brewing, but uh, Sounder Scuttlebutt, mm-hmm. the other podcast about perhaps doing some sort of joint venture. Oh yeah, wonder, wonder like a little hours. end of year party kind Activate. of yeah. Boom. So keep your ear to the ground for that. If you're interested in that sort of thing, oh, loyal listener, uh, go ahead and shout out to us on Twitter or Facebook and uh, just let us know what you're interested in doing. Wouldn't necessarily be in Auburn or any specific location, but uh, we're going to we're going to check it out and see what makes sense for most of our people, which is you. You are most of our people. So Steve, what are you going to be doing? I'm getting ready to go to Monroe for Thanksgiving. So on Tuesday night, um, we'll be all packed up, ready to go for the long weekend. And, um, <clears throat> so before we go, we're going to watch at a friend's place and then just beat feet. My lovely wife has some, uh, stuff to do that night. Okay. Quality soccer content starts now. <laughs> Three, <laughs> Houston two. Dynamo. Coming back from the break. <laughs> Coming back from the break. <laughs> so uh, both this, both Houston and Seattle advanced to the Western Conference Finals. They did. And Houston this... came through Portland in mm-hmm. absolutely glorious fashion. Yeah, they. I think they won. Well, they tied zip zip in ugly fashion at Houston, where their their pitch looked like uh, I don't know. They were playing polo on real horses. But, it was uh, pretty torn up. Yep. I imagine, you know, talking t- talking to the people, it's not being used right now, so it should be in satisfactory condition. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was just the grass that they planted and it just didn't take, or it takes longer to, to root, but it was horrible. And they also share, you know, football's big down yeah. in, in Texas, so uh, they share their, their football stadium, uh, BV. M-A- BBVA Compass that, Stadium. Yeah, exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> what you said. <laughs> they they share, I think, with a uh, a college university. So, yep. All right, college football, awesome. <laughs> so, so um, again, but then they uh, they played at Portland. They, they finished and, the second leg at Portland because Portland finished one Portland. Yeah, they they got a, they beat them two to one, and uh, and all the all the sad. Timbers that was a fans. fun game to watch, though. Yeah. Yep. So Timber Sadness, Timber Sadness. Um, out. So, w- Kevin, you did a little bit of analysis about uh, uh, between since the last time we spoke uh, about what Houston is doing differently and why they're uh, seeing a little more success uh, and and what's changed for them. I yeah. liked I liked your take. Tell me yeah. a little bit more about that. So they haven't lost in about nine games. Uh-huh. It's been since early September, I think. That they've lost, they were on. They were struggling in mid to late August, early September. Mm-hmm. Um, tinkered around with the formation a little bit. Um, you know, they similar to many other MLS teams, just ran through different starting lineups. I think at you know one point in the season, they had like twenty eight different starting lineups wow. out of thirty games or that something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you know, in the MLS. To be champion, you don't need to win every single game. You need to get hot at the right time, yep. and they've gotten hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is playing much, much better. Um, you know, I think the Sounders scored fifty-two and gave up fifty-two. Uh, Houston scored fifty-seven. I think they've given up like forty-eight. Okay, but as of late, they've really closed up shop. Like mm-hmm. they've done a really, really good job defending, and they're a defending counter team. Um, so their ability to just shut teams out and then capitalize on, you know, less possession and less chances. Um, you know, that 
that leads to streaky wins and and losses. Mm-hmm. So, but they're on a high right now. Um, they're they're defending very well. They, you know, I, it's funny that I I see that you know around middle of September they were looking at switching from a four three three to a four four two three one. And if you you know look around, and I've watched a bit of their highlights and watched them play and. I'm reading up on them, and nobody's consistent on if they play a four-three-three or four-two-three-one. They're very similar formations, mm-hmm. um, but I would anticipate you know they're gonna um, probably hold two center midfielders there, um, so it'll look like a four-two-three-one. Um, they're they're gonna try. I think they're gonna try a similar tactic to what they did against Portland, which is you know we're we're gonna just. Play it safe, play it safe, play it safe. Um, because, you know, they've been very successful at home, but I think they want the other team to open up. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get Portland or, in this case, Seattle. I don't think to open up a whole lot. I, I've seen some, you know, I've heard some mixed opinions on whether or not Seattle's going to go into Houston and open up a little more because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've got more players back. You know, against Vancouver, um, that wasn't our top-notch lineup. It was the best lineup we had available. Um, and so we made it ugly. 0-0, came home, opened up and played and beat them, mm-hmm. which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Houston would love it if Seattle did that. I think Houston would be just fine walking away with a 0-0 at home. I don't think it would hurt their feelings. Okay. Um I think they'd expect to come into Seattle in the second leg. Yeah, they'll, and they'll be happy. They'll be happy preventing away goals. Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, but I, I think they'll want to come into Seattle and have Seattle open up then, because that's what they want teams to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my hope and my prediction is that I think Schmetzer's going to do what he did against Vancouver again. He's going to try to give Houston uncomfortable possession at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston's not that all sense. that dissimilar from Vancouver in that they like to defend and counter. I think they do it a little better than Vancouver as mm-hmm. of late. Um, they've got a ton of pace out wide. Um, and so they love to just get in behind your outside backs, um, attack wide, switch it late, find an open guy on the weak side. You know, it's a classic counterattack. Um, and, and finish with their you know, handful of chances that they get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Schmetzer's tactic that he used against Vancouver, just giving them some uncomfortable possession um, around midfield that they're not quite used to. Right. Um, and limiting their ability to find space in behind outside backs, mm-hmm. um, I think will work. I think that if you let Houston carry the ball forward a little bit, mm-hmm. um, they don't quite have the ideas and the ability to break you down from midfield and in, and then that's going to open up opportunities for Nico Ladero to get the ball, for Clint mm-hmm. Dempsey to find space in between the lines, um, and for us to get the ball wide and attack him that way. Okay. Um, so I'd like to see Schmetzer do similar things to what he did against Vancouver. Okay. Like I, I anticipate uh, that being a pretty good game plan. I think Houston is going to want to defend and counter, and they're very, very good at it. So, um, I, you know, if I'm Seattle, that's what I'd be ready for. Okay. Um, you were on the Peel uh, on their show, uh, uh, what, week before last, Yes, uh, Tim? Yes. And they had a lot to say on that show about w- what their focus would be if they were coaching, the, coaching this team. And Houston, they were saying that Houston really just needs to focus on uh, shutting the Dempsey-Lodero connection down, right? 
Do you think that's a quality analysis? Do you think that's, I mean, I, I tend to think that it's a little one dimensional, uh, because we have a lot of outlets. We have a lot of ways to make plays happen. Uh, Will Bruin, uh, the health of the team seems to be improving right now. So we might have Jordan Morris in the 18. Uh, who else is available in the roster? And what is that? How does that, how do you think that's going to change their analysis? Well, Morris should be available. He should be in the 18. And Ozzy is the only one that's a question mark. Mm-hmm. Not Brad, but Brad's done. Brad's on the shelf. Rodriguez, how's he doing with his hammy? Uh, as far as I know, he's, he's, training full speed okay sweet so uh, back to you know uh, for both of you what what kevin said i want i want an away goal so bad because i don't want i i hate mm-hmm. how i feel and how my stomach turns and, and the, the, <laughs> just the anxiousness the anxiety of a one and done game yeah and if you have that that one goal in your pocket then you have you know if you if you're you know if, if, if this is a a game at texas hold'em you have one more out you know that you you, you tie one one you move mm-hmm. on you, you tie zero zero you move on you get any ties whatsoever up to like four i don't know then you move on but if we don't have that away goal then we just have to simply win and then we're gonna have to score two at home just like we did against vancouver to get that you know safe feeling um depends on what the guys do we can win with our attacking band of four being dempsey Ladero, Rodriguez, and who are we going to put on the right? Oh, no, that is that is uh, Ladero, because Ladero plays on the right. Now, if we just put five guys behind the ball, or is that six? Including the keeper, six guys behind the ball with the keeper, <laughs> seven. Um, then, you know, we can give them all the possession, and then Dempsey and Ladero are going to have to come deeper to get the ball. But I, I, I could see that, or I could see us. I just don't want to see Jones spring up the line and then leaving a hole that just doesn't get filled in time. You know, we got beat in Houston the very first game with, <clears throat> well, Svensson was our right back for the first time and that was his first game with the team. Um, and we got countered on one side and uh, a through ball beat Torres and in, in, in on goal for a goal. I think uh, Torres also bumped uh, Torres for a free kick at the top of the 18. That's where they got yeah. their second goal. Um, I, I'm more worried about the counter, like you said, because they've got speed. They've got Kyoto and Minotas, and uh, I, I just I'm wondering if if we're going to push Jones up uh, as a left back. If we push him up, then we're going to get countered on that side, and we're just yeah. going to well, be I, clipped. That'll I be a weak you, side for the counter. But I, probably, I think yeah. that's the biggest difference um, between then. Like I don't think you can really use too much of the first two games against Houston this sure. year They're as really, a reference, just because really, like really. what you said, Svensson was a right back. Leardom's a much, much different right back. And even if we push Jones higher news, uh, you know, he can cover a ton of ground. That's I right. would, I would, you know, I'd probably start with Jones just because a little more experience. Um, but my concern is down the center as well. I think Leardom and Jones are new who they're going to be able to protect that space behind them a lot better. They're a little faster, a little smarter, a little sharper. Um, they'll be able to protect that space. Um, Torres and Marshall are not known for their pace, right? So they're going to have to just make sure that um, they're providing cover, as much cover as, as they possibly can, right? I, I just think that when you've got that classic counterattacking team, they're going to look to get in behind you. Um, if your outside backs can recover, um, slow things down, and then your center backs can slide over and give cover. Um, 
as quick as possible, you're going to be okay. You're going to be able to sort of shut down that um, that quick look up, find the other side, right? So if they do get it behind, if you can slide over and pressure, get those heads down as quickly as possible, and you're sliding over and getting into position and providing some cover, um, and then your other outside back, your other center backs are, are tucking in, you're getting Ozzy, you're getting Christian Roldan, your two defensive center mids to, to track back quickly, then they should be okay. Yeah. So you're not too worried about that center channel. Well, yeah. No. The I mean, not a ton. That, that, I just think that's the one, like, eh, we're not that pacey there. That, okay. That's my one. That'd be my one concern. I would I would be talking to Marshall and Torres about, hey, when they do launch that counter and they are looking to get in behind a Leardham or a Jones or a Nuhu, mm-hmm. you guys have to, I mean, you, your focus has got to be get back into a cover position. I mean, they're pros. They know that, but. You just got to, I think, constantly reinforce that to them. That it's not about like, hey, go win the ball. It's not about getting caught out of position even. It's not about running into that space behind Nuhu or Leardham to go put pressure on the ball for mm-hmm. them. I, I would I would strongly discourage that. I would encourage them to stay in that central channel. Like recover into that central channel okay. because that's eventually yeah. where Houston's going to want to come yeah. back yeah, into. Like, no, yeah, don't get pulled smart. out of there. It's always a it's always a big funnel. You got to come back down to the middle to to score a goal. So, um, yeah. I yeah, just even when we were playing Vancouver, uh, Torres and and Montero were pretty much just you know knocking knocking knees the whole time. But there were a couple. If you watch, there were a couple of last ditch effort type saves where. Torres got on the ball when if he slips, if he doesn't have that extra two or three inches of shoe, you know, Montero is going to have a touch on and go to goal. Um, I don't want that to happen. That's what burned us the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, Torres is a much different player now that he's, you know, six months. He's gotten hot both falls that we've had him, and he's taken a while, you know, most of the season. He took up until probably June before he started to hit his stride. but you're right, these guys are pros. I don't know what's going to happen on the left. If it's going to be Joven Jones as a defender, whoever the better defender is, I would start. Well, I think Nuhu's the better defender. That, that's my opinion. No, I'm fine yeah. with that. I, yeah. And what do we do? Do we start Rodriguez or put Jones there and then bring Rodriguez in later? Uh, I would start Jones. I, I, he's my starter. I don't. Okay. Yeah. And then I think Vicrod comes in for possession. Um, yeah. I think he could come in late. He's just such a good change of pace type guy. You know, whereas you've got Jones who's fast. Mm-hmm. Vicrod is quick and technical and can play underneath, um, slide in central and lose you that way. So I, I I would like that change of pace there. Do you want to talk starting lineups or Yeah. I think okay. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I mean, uh in the back we've got Fry and we just talked about ideally left to right we'll have Nuhu, uh Marshall, Torres, and Leardham <laughs> yep. on the back nope. four. Yeah, it's a perfect back line. And mm-hmm. then you said Ozzy. I think uh, if, hopefully he's back. If he's back, we start him over Svensson? Yes. Yeah, and then, I think so. so. It's Roldan and Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy, Roldan, six and eight. Yep. And then uh, our attacking band of four, left to right, mm-hmm. Jones, Dempsey, mm-hmm. and then Ladero on the right. And then, uh, oh, yeah, we're Bring talking about bring, bringing – Bringing Bruin back to Houston. And yeah. Thumbs up, yep. Bruin. Bruin up front. Yeah, he scored against Houston. Yep. Yeah. And then you were, you were saying you thought Jomo would be available for the 18? I think he'll be I think he'll be in the 18. Okay. Um, I don't know who that leaves out. I mean, I don't know if he's stealing minutes from, from Nagel. But, yeah. you know, he could probably – I don't know. I mean, maybe you save him for the home leg. Mm-hmm. Being, oh, 
maybe you just want to use them on grass versus turf. I, I yeah, I, there's lots that could be. Yeah, I like that lineup a lot, Tim. Just because Svensson, the reason I say don't start him is because he gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, you can you can see where maybe you need to plug a hole with him, um, and he can he, you know he did a great job for Sweden uh, against Italy. <laughs> you know, oh, passive, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, he did he had to come <laughs> in. Um, I think it was for an injury. Twenty minutes against, in, yeah, least. and he he did the job. Like he he can do that pretty well. It made me you know nervous for him, but I I like bringing him off the bench. I like Vikrod off the bench. Mm-hmm. I like I mean Jomo Nagel. You've got some real real options there. Off the bench, and um, Jones, can, Rodriguez are interchangeable. God, yeah, this mm-hmm. team looks really good yeah. right now. Yeah, really does. you know, I said it months ago. <laughs> I just exhaled. Yeah, I said it months ago, uh-huh. and I'm going to give myself a little props here. Go for give it, man. A little shout out, but again, I mean, uh, my thought was months ago that there's not a single team in the Western Conference that looks at a fully healthy Sounders team and goes, "Yeah, we want them." Yeah, like Houston's dangerous because they're so hot, and mm-hmm. and man, they're lightning. Like they they can take off on a counter. But I think you're going to see the same sort of professional, steady attitude mm-hmm. that you saw from the Sounders in Vancouver. Um, you'll see that Tuesday in Houston. I think, you, you know, I, I hear you, Tim. I want that away goal, too. And I, my <laughs> prediction is 1-0 Sounders. Okay. I think we'll get that away yeah. goal because I, I think they've got that a little bit more experience of giving another team some uncomfortable possession. And they're going to have a better idea of what they want to do with the ball when they're able to win it in midfield um, and then attack because I think they've got more of their quality players back. So um, I think we get that 1-0 win, but I think you're going to see like a very professional team show up ready to play against a young team that's hot. Mm-hmm. And things have been going pretty well for them. Um, I mean, they went down 1-0 at Portland, and they're, they're pretty good at coming back from a goal down. They've had mm-hmm. quite a few of those, uh, especially over that. A sort of nine-game unbeaten streak yeah, that first, they have. Their first win on turf has got to help their morale a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. But them a chance. Oh, we we can get a get a point maybe in Seattle. But they're, I mean, they're described as a pretty young team. I mean, I haven't triple checked their age or anything like that. But um, you know, they they weren't very good last year. This success is sort of new to them, and and I think that to this group at least. Um, and I just think man, you're going to get a really, I think, a focused team the break probably mm-hmm. helped us a little more than it helped them where we were able to recover and mm-hmm. rest they had um three players that just went and uh got their butts kicked for honduras yeah now, was that at australia or new zealand <sighs> good question i don't know well that could take a lot of yeah. you know, that could take a lot out of their legs yeah flying yeah I'll double check that. But yeah, I mean, I, so I think it's going to be, I mean, they had some rest too, but I think it's a little better rest for us. And I think it gives us a little more time to prepare and get guys back and healthy and in that lineup. And so I, yeah. I mean, I think it's looking good for us. I think, like I said before, nobody wants a fully fit Sounders team. Uh, maybe the only team out there that probably wants to see a fully fit Sounders team is Toronto. And, and hopefully they get that chance. That's at the because final. they, they yeah. want, they yeah. want a, they want a <laughs> yeah. second crack. Yeah. So, exactly. so what's your, uh, what's your scoreline prediction for first thinking, leg? Tim? I was hoping 2 1 at Houston, yeah. but I'll take 1 nothing. I mean, yeah. just knock on wood. Mm-hmm. This, this, uh, this team has not conceded a goal in the playoffs in how many minutes? Oh, it's yeah. going to happen just because I said yeah. so. Mm-hmm. We might delete that. <laughs> but no, they're supposed to be, I, I think there was a shutout streak. Um, you know, seven matches. I mean, going going into minutes wise, we didn't get scored on in, in Toronto, and then that was what ninety plus. So 
Yeah, we're gonna get squared on tomorrow. It's Don't jinx us. It's yeah, okay. Son of a gun. No, so, no such thing as so. A yeah, gym. Houston. Houston's never been scored on ever. So, uh, <laughs> 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 so my delivery is such that you guys just assume I'm <laughs> telling the truth, about? and yeah. if I just hold that pause, <clears throat> oh yeah, he's not so. Yeah, so, I like the I like the one nil prediction. Um, I think if we get it early, um, it's gonna be if we get a, a goal early, it's all bets off, um, and it'll be a wacky game. Yeah, because like you said, they'll be able to counter pick it up you know, pull themselves up by their bootstraps or whatever and, and, and get a goal, but then it's open season yeah. uh, for Dempsey and Ladero and mm-hmm. we'll just, it'll end up being three, one. So it's going to be either one nil or three, one, okay. <laughs> three, one to yeah. the good. Any chance, I mean, the U S men's national team was eliminated a month ago, but Honduran national team was just eliminated. You think there's any chance there's a hangover? I hope so. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I hope That'd so. Be great. That, that's why I think the break <laughs> was a little better for us than it was for them. I mean, we had, a few internationals, but like, you know, Svensson, uh, Torres went home and Tor- just got celebrated. <laughs> you know, I yeah. had a freaking yeah, parade for him. It, More yeah. hats. Yeah. So ho- hopefully yeah. he won't be able to buy a drink in, uh, in, uh, uh, Panama for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But they, they had three guys leave and that had to play a serious, serious game. Sorry, there's a motorhome going yeah. by this and taking <laughs> trying to take the tree, tree branches, branches out. By what? <laughs> the AC unit is now in the street. Um, so uh, cool. Yeah, uh, we only had Svensson playing, right? Is that what you just said? I think so. I mean, I'm trying. Like, I think Svensson was the only one that had a serious World Cup game mm-hmm. to go play. Yeah, and the U.S. Right. men's national team played, but uh, we played in Portugal, and, and yeah. it was mostly the kids and anyone that was not currently in the MLS playoffs. Yep. So. Yep. From a disciplinary standpoint, we've got one game left until uh, until uh, yellow cards reset, right? So, yeah, okay. Thank you for bringing that up. Yep. Uh, the yellow card accumulation goes until the Houston match is over, the away Houston match. Then any yellow card accumulation can carry over to the, <clears throat> the second leg, but um, you're not going to get a yellow card in the second leg that carry, that will make you suspended for the final. If that yeah, MLS that cup. makes sense. So, so what's the what's our status right, right now? now? We're three looking, guys. Roldan got a yellow. Nico got a yellow, and Roman got a yellow for uh, throwing uh, throwing a hip into Montero, knocking mm-hmm. him five yards. Um, <laughs> that was worth it. Heck yeah! <laughs> so, I, it's my chicken scratch. But uh, as far as the Houston players that are sitting on yellows, uh, Cirillo, all of them, Clark, Machado, <laughs> Elise, Alex, uh, OBG. Don't remember uh, Oscar something Garcia. Bonyek. Bonyek is it. Okay, OBG. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think it says Chipotle, but I'm saying Kyoto. Those are all the guys sitting on yellow. So okay. one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six, seven. Any of those guys gets yellow, they're missing. Um, Second leg. Do you do you turn into the wow. ga- do you turn on the gamesmanship? Do you just kind of sure. hack at the people and see if you can get a yeah. somebody to react? Yes. Okay. Hey, <laughs> whatever you got to do to win, right? Yes. There will be a lot of shit talking on that field. That much yeah, I can tell I, you. I'm never a fan of the fake hold your face, go down, and roll around in a heap. But, yeah, I, I am definitely, yeah, get somebody to freaking hip check you at midfield and, yeah, so there take was, that, get a yellow. There yeah. was that really, really close call for a ship where the boot, he, he could see the studs coming right at his oh, face. Oh, God. He, grabbed, he, he <laughs> went down, moment. I think, mostly just to... 
out of defensive reaction alive yeah (laughs) did i did i wet myself no okay (laughs) and then he got up and was smiling about it and he wasn't rolling around but yeah to have a near-death experience like that (laughs) probably uh yeah he definitely the the, uh the player did get a card but uh it wasn't red so uh so you're saying just just hack at him and and get him sent off for the second second leg right on yeah yeah okay so looking forward to that uh, next week uh, sometime in between the two games, we're going to try to have uh, the PLO five on uh, our show and have somebody from that group uh, just talk about that first leg experience and see how things went. Uh, did they have predictions when they were on that show? I don't remember. Did they ever score prediction? Uh, they, it was early days, but I think, yeah, it was like a week ago. Yeah. Um, they predicted a win. They predict, they can see a path to the final. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Either way, we're traveling either to Columbus or Toronto. All right. And then, so after this game, we can start talking about what it looks like to go to Columbus or Toronto. And uh, what day does, um, what did, what day do Columbus and Toronto play their first leg? It's sometime this week. We'll figure it out. Crap. <laughs> and then we'll find out and we'll talk about it next week. No problem. All right, Kevin, we have a Bundesliga derby coming up. Yeah, the, the Tell me a little biggest, bit about that. The biggest derby in German soccer. It's okay. huge. It's Schalke and Borussia Dortmund. And Borussia? Um, yeah. <laughs> we've got Borussia. Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> I thought Chelsea was Russia's B team. Mm. So You'll always be February uh, November twenty fifth. I think it's coming up Saturday. Okay. But what's most interesting to me about it is you've got Christian Pulisic for Dortmund, and then you've got uh, Weston McKinney for Schalke. Okay, like those He's two that guys. Young kid you've been yeah, talking about, those right? two guys yep. start and play. I mean that that's your future of American soccer right there. Mm-hmm. Um, those two guys, uh, McKinney. I just watched him today. Um, he was a very influential player for Schalke. Um, they beat Hamburg two zero. Um, and that kid covers so much ground. Like he covers a ton of ground. He's a holding center midfielder mostly, uh, but he can get forward. And he had two or three near misses. I mean, you'd never guess the kid is just 18, 19 years old. Um, and he and Pulisic are pretty good friends. But like everybody was talking about how you, they're not going to be friends this week. Mm. <laughs> it's just a huge, huge rivalry. Um, so that should be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to it. Schalke is moving up the table. They're second place now. Dortmund's dropping to fifth. They're like free falling right now. Okay. So, uh, you know, Bundesliga games are a ton of fun. I think I'm going to try to, uh, head up to Doyle's on okay. that Saturday. Is that what, um, is that a morning game? I don't know if they're going to show it. We'll see. See if we can convince Doyle's to show a, oh, a, a Bundesliga game. They will game. absolutely on, show it. put it on. Yeah. yeah they'll so, put anything on you ask. Yeah. So yep. hopefully we can get that on. It'd just be cool to watch, you know, two young, Americans in the biggest German club rivalry there is like, that's just awesome. So I, I, I just thought that was really cool. And if you haven't had a chance to watch Weston McKinney yet, I know he's getting some fanfare cause he scored the goal against Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kid's legit. Like he's, he's an incredibly good athletic, smart soccer player. Um, and he's, he's doing some, some pretty cool things. Right on. So, right yeah. on. What time's that game on Saturday? I think it's 6.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay. You know, for all of our listeners outside of this time zone. And Doyle's <laughs> will be 
Uh, oh, they're open. open. Yeah, oh, they'll yeah, be they'll open. be open. Yep. They'll be open. They'll have breakfast. Know, games. Yep. Oh, they have a will not serve alcohol until what six a.m. Uh, so that's perfect. That's the Legal. yep. That's the party line. They follow yeah. the laws. <laughs> Irish Irish coffee six thirty a.m. Yep. There we go. Yep. What is the what's the rivalry? I mean, is it location? Where's the rivalry? Yeah, the Schalke yep. and Borussia Dortmund. They're both pretty close to each other, um, and it's oh man, you're putting me on the spot here. It's got a. A uh, special Derby name, but it's kind of like the name for every rivalry um, that they have there. So it's in the like the um, the Rhine region, I want to say. Okay. Um, and Schalke's like Schalke's huge. They they if I could like I guess they're kind of an equivalent of. Liverpool, in a sense that they used to win a whole lot of trophies, and now they don't win anymore. Mm. Little shout out to you there, Nate. Um, <laughs> Nate from Tacoma. Yeah. Blast. So it's uh, so they're in the, and I'm not going to say it right. Obviously, if I call them Bo Russia Dortmund, I don't have a very good German accent. <laughs> it's the Ruhr region. Ruhr. Yep. Um, and it's called the. I'm going to screw this up so bad, but it's like a Riviere Derby or River Derby okay, okay. is what they call it. But there's a there's a few different rivalries there called like the River Derby. But this is the biggest, the biggest. Germany's the biggest. When, you, when you say that River Derby, That's you really you mean, mean this one. Okay. Yeah, you mean Schalke versus Dortmund. All right. So it's huge. So I'm I'm getting excited for All it. Right. it. Yeah. If if you're not watching we might make Bundesliga that on FS1, by the mm-hmm. way, like and you're sitting there watching... Crystal Palace versus Everton second half crap on you know, <laughs> NBC ESPN. Sports. You're missing yeah. out. You're missing out. This is the German so that's equivalent my plug. of the El Clasico. You know, is this the, well? Uh, no, because it's, it's not because those two teams win everything, right? Um, this is uh, it'd be more like the Sounders uh, in San Jose. No, Heritage <laughs> Cup action. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Jeez, you could call it like the Liverpool-Manchester United rivalry of the past cool. few years. Because, I mean, United's been winning some trophies. Um, Dortmund's won a couple league titles. Um, but it's just the historical rivalry of German soccer. Like, Liverpool-United is the historical rivalry of English Premier League. It's like um, Washington Football Club versus the Dallas Football Club in the NFL. Like, that's okay. the rivalry. I can dig it. You know, that's that's what you would watch in the NFL. That's the biggest rivalry. Or like Packers, Bears. I like it. Something like that. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Just a a longstanding rivalry against fan bases that love to hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's and magic. They're, they're close by and that's yep. great. Yeah. That's great. So that that's my plug for two young Americans that we should be watching and rooting for. All right. Let's do it. Let's uh let's make a date of it. Excellent. Well, okay. So we talked about a lot today, actually. We talked about uh Caleb Porter out. We talked about uh, <laughs> it just make. I don't know why it makes me smile. It but, does because I wanted him to stay, but yeah. yeah, he's a smug bastard. He is glad he got fired. Him and his stupid scarf. But <laughs> um, so yeah, we talked about Caleb. We talked about a little bit about men's national team. We covered the Tacoma Stars. Shout out to that uh, club and organization. Um, we talked about uh, Houston coming up. We talked about Tim's appearance on the Peel. Man, uh, we've talked about a lot today. So, uh, lots coming up this week. We plan on, uh, having a show again sometime next week. It depends on when we can all get together, but do look for something, uh, between the two games. Yeah. We'll um, try and get you something to get over your turkey hangover. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice long weekend. Hope everybody has a safe and, uh, uh, a safe and uh, festive holiday weekend. If you do observe the Thanksgiving holiday, 
Uh, but yeah, have fun. Soccer hard. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Shout out to Doyle's Pub. Uh, where can they find us on the internet, Tim? Uh, we, well, Flounder's B Team. We're on floundersbteam.com. Usually the safest place to get, uh, to get your downloads. And mm-hmm. sometimes we have blogs and, uh, on all the socials. We have a Twitter account. We have a Facebook account. We have an Instagram account. Yep. But most of us use the Twitter account. Yep. Um, at Flounders B Team. At Flounders B Team. Just look for the Brady Bunch logo in blue and a bunch of our, uh, <laughs> cartoon heads. <laughs> all right. And, uh, where can we find you on the Twitters, Kevin? Kevin underscore Zamira. Right on. Uh, where can we find you personally, Tim? Uh, Bonnie Link. Okay, all right. And I'm Steve Kettleson. You can find me at Podfish. Of course, follow the Flounders B team. Uh, support your local soccer bar, whether it's Gordon and Purdy's, whether it's Doyle's Pub, uh, wherever you are, let's do it. Let's enjoy the week, and thank you so much. Oh, God, yes. He's been waiting so long to do that. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Flounders B team podcast. This is Channel 253.